Every man's heart one day beats its final beat. And if what that man did in his life makes the blood pulse through the body of others, then his essence, his spirit, will be immortalized forever. Welcome. Welcome to CPR's Clubhouse Live. My name is CPR Jose Ortiz, and this week's guest is Luis Marte. Luis, welcome to CPR's Clubhouse Live. Thank you, you sir. It. Thank you, sir. What happened? I think hell froze over. <laughs> Tell me about it. I can't believe you're here, but uh, thank you for joining me. Celebration time. You're on a three songs streak. Really? Uh, you know, we went back to, to 2018, 2019. Uh, you were in that compilation from, from Germany. And uh, you had that song on the first volume for all my life. Girl, every time you're near me, I can feel it. Every time we touch, I know it's right. Every time I hold you, can't deny it. I just want to love you the rest of my life. Every time you're near me, I can feel it. Every time we touch, I know it's right. Every time I hold you, I have to give you your credit. I went on social media and I'm like, I listened to the entire compilation. I purchased it. And the best song, the only song that I can get into was For All My Life with Louis Marte. And I was like, wow, you know, and, and um, you know, I spoke to you briefly about it, but I, I want to discuss it now as we get hot and heavy right into it. It was a situation where you got to control the narrative on how the song was released. You didn't allow somebody to touch your material and release it. So uh, tell me a little bit about that. How did you get this uh, partnership or or you gave permission to for them to release your, your song for all my life? I mean, it was originally written um, by, by Tanasi and his team. Uh, but when he presented the song to me, like with all my songs, you know, it has to feel right. 
It just has to be me. Right. And so I did, you know, I told him straight from the top. So listen, I'm going to do rewriting. I'm going to rearrange it, vocal arrange it. I want to mix it. I'm going to master it. You know, it's, 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 you got to be good with that. And he was good with that. So it allowed me to really, like you said, you know, kind of get involved. I did a lot of rewriting on it. I changed up the melodies. I did all the mixing to make sure it sounds exactly how Louis Martha records should sound like. And, you know, the rest is history. So I was allowed to do that. So that's, I think that's why it ended up the way it did. Yeah. And uh, to me, it was disappointing because you had a collection of great artists, you know, and then you see not a good mix down, not a good song choice. It's just not good. And, um, yeah. you know, that we had that one gem. So, you know, congratulations to you on that. What happened with that relationship? Did you need, need to move on from that or just that a one-off? Yeah, I think it was, I think when that album dropped, I mean, there was still the whole stigma around um, the, you know, the, the type of beat. I know we, we, there's a name for it. Um, the Planet Rock beat? The Planet Rock, <laughs> rock beat, yeah. Yes. So a lot of, a lot of the, the songs that were coming out of that camp were primarily based off of that, that beat. And that's something, you know, I just didn't, it wasn't my style. This song in particular did have a, a taste of that, but I was able to change some things. Um, but I just didn't want, that wasn't my vibe, you know, and I, just, I didn't want to just continue pumping out records under that label when I really didn't want to be associated with that sound in particular. So we discussed this on the previous episode with Touch of Quality. We are 30 years in uh, with uh, Freestyle using the Planet Rock beat. That's a lot of time, 30 years yeah. of people not being creative. And uh, I think that, you know, it's time to retire that. Um, of course, you can, you can create your new Planet Rock beat or your new sound, but the African Bombada, the 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 Soul Sonic Force beat, 1983. Now yeah. you know yeah. you gotta let it go. I um, still get reached out to by producers today, especially from Brazil. You know, with with saying, "Hey, listen to my beats. You know, can you write something?" And you know, I just politely turn that away. It's just it just to me is not my. You know, it's it's too old, too. Uh, it's been beaten like a horse, and you know, yeah. it's time to move on. Yeah, be more yeah. creative. I took notice back then of that. I gave you credit on social media, but then uh, you know, last year. You came out with a song called Apology IOU. Talk about how uh, there are artists that I refuse to play some of the music before, but I always like it when they make me look bad and they and they put out a song that I ha is undeniable and I have to play it. Well, Apology IOU is one of those songs, and to me, when I heard that song and then the remixes, I'm like, man, I have to play this song. It's 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 a situation where um, you know I had no choice. It, you you forced my hand uh, because it, it's is that good? To, you know, it's catchy. The female voice uh, on that record is amazing. Can you please elaborate on who the female voice on that song was? 
Yeah, uh, her name is Lisi Noble. Uh, she's not really a freestyle artist. She's a good, actually, one of the guys from my group, Strange Ways, his name is Paris. That's his wife. Um, Amazing. So, yeah, so she did a great job. I Actually, I, I drove up to North Carolina to, to record a voice just, just, just for that. Right. So you, you were part of the 418 freestyle uh, camp uh, with that song. I believe Carlos Berrios, you know, blessed the song and yep. then Gino as well. And then they put it out. Um, how did it feel? Like there were a lot of people that were, you know, being distributed by 418 Freestyle. And then here's Luis Marte. He's he's part of that. They, uh, a person that, you know, people didn't think would fit in that 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 category of being distributed and blessed by uh, Carlos and, and Gino. How how did that come about? Did you shop the song to them? Yeah, fair enough. Um, that that was my reality, right? So four one eight to me was the juggernaut. You know, they were they were the the place where you wanted to be. Right. So um, yeah, I, I mean, as soon as I mean, there's a story how we came over to Pajiaru, but once we had the product, um, I thought, and both Merck and I, Merck one and I thought it was good enough and different enough. That was the key thing for us. It wasn't like anything else that four one eight was putting out or that anyone was putting out. Right. Um, it was more, you know, popish, uh, almost, uh, you know, something like louder than love a little bit, that kind of yes. vibe. So when we approached 418, um, I said, you know, hey, I got something for you to listen to. Hope you consider it. You know, just let me know. I'm, I'm looking for, you know, someone to represent the song for us. Um, and he took a couple of days, as he usually does. Um, and I got a call from an unknown number and it was Carlos Berrios. Now, Carlos is a god to me. You know, he is the, an icon. And Same here. Know, absolutely. So to get a call from him, I didn't even know who the number was. I had to, I didn't even actually pick it up. I thought it was someone who I owe money to. I ended up calling right. him back and he was Yeah. So yeah, when I spoke to him, he he was real cool about it. He was like, listen, Gino doesn't send anything to me that he doesn't think I'm going to like. So obviously you got a foot up there. Um, I love the record. I love the record and, and, and we want to do this is different. Um, I'm refilling the vibe, you know, can you let me mix it? Um, and I was just excited, man. I was excited to be, I guess the biggest word for me was that was to be accepted. Right? Well, to be, yeah, absolutely. And that that's what meant the most for me that I, I'm now moving to another level where yeah. my music is on a different platform at a different level. So I was yeah, excited we'll talk about, about that. that. We'll talk about some of the struggles and, and you're, you're, you're working your way up. But um, you know, I, I at that time I was digging my heels when it came to your music, uh, even though I don't wear them. Um, but I, I just you know I put my Tims to the ground. Um, and there's an unpublished uh, uh, episode of CPR's Clubhouse, uh, the podcast with where I'm I'm having a conversation with Gino, and um, the conversation is going so well. But then he brings up Luis Marte apology IOU, and you know the the CPR in me comes out I'm like nope. You know he was like. The song is fire. The song is the bomb. is amazing. And we just gave into this back and forth where I'm like, I can't put this episode out. But, um, you know, when, when I listened to it and I purchased it because I actually bought it, I'm listening to it. And I'm like, man, I, I got to play this. There's no way that I could not. And then the remixes came out. And then speaking of uh, DJ Merc One and his 1987 mixes, when he when he made that 1987 mix, I'm like, I'm, that's it. I have to go ahead and I have to play this. I have to go ahead and I have to put it on my show and put it on rotation. And, you know, it's, it's on my iPhone. It's, it's, a, it's a favorite of mine.
where did you get Merck One from? Where where he come from? Well, Merck One was kind of a, I had Ricky Ricky uh, Vasquez had one at one point in time sent me some old Merck One instrumentals. Right. And we're talking about me two or three years ago. And you know, I've always asked Ricky who's his producer, and he tells me, "Oh, this is Ricky Merck One," but he's not really in the game anymore. He's not producing, so both Ricky and I made it a pact that we are going to bring Merck One out from the dead. So right. it was constant phone calls, emails, just you know, trying to get him to 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 hear us out. And um, so what ended up happening is, you know, we started a relationship. You know, we, we started, you know, collaborating and talking, starting slow. And I sent him a piano um, riff that I had had written, um, which is the melody that runs through the whole entire song of Apollo. Right. So which is I one of the best things that you did, by the way. That's like uh, it's, it hooks you when you if you're listening to with great headphones. That that piano just takes you through the entire journey. I uh, appreciate that. Appreciate that. So I sent that to him, and he went to a whole level. I, I we didn't even talk about what kind of sound we wanted. We didn't talk mm -hmm. about louder than love or talk about any kind of sound i just said here here's the piano see what you come up with and man when he came back he came back with pretty much what you heard in the original of Pajaro you i i was floored i fell in love again it took me back to just the the, the louder than love feel um and then you know once he did that with the, and then now you know him and i and you you'll get this when you see all of our other productions him and i do a lot of collaboration so we're both producers, right? So we both deal with music and we change keys and, and we do different elements in the songs and we work really hard together. Um, and at one point I asked him to do a modulation um, at the end of the song, which is very similar to what Louder Than Love is at the end of their song, they modulate right. up. Um, and modulations are very rare in freestyle. I can't remember too many songs that have done modulations. So that's one thing we wanted to do to, again, to up the game, up the ante to make it different. Um, and yeah, it, by the end of the day, when we finished that song, um, that was something really to be proud of. I was I was so excited about it. And then the remixes is a whole nother game. But oh man, those remixes are amazing. And um, one of the things that um, that caught my ear again was a 1987 remix that he did of Apogee IOU. And you know, again, it just became my favorite uh, remix of, of of the year because yeah, and no one else was doing that. It was amazing. And I hope that I hope that he keeps that. You know, to himself, and you know, only uses it sporadically from now on, because you don't that that type of sound, that type of that type of mix, is only for special people. You know, it's like that. That it's you know, you know what I mean for that yeah, yeah. song. You know, because uh, we want to be, we want to be as as um, we, we don't want to overdo it. You know, it's like uh, you know, House Party Part One was excellent, but then you get to House Party Four, and you're like, <laughs> all right, you know what I'm saying? So please don't make House Party Four. Is what I'm saying. Uh, gotcha. but, Congratulations to him, man. You know, of course, in exchange for what? Uh, what a song. Uh, yeah, spend sure. spend 20, 22 weeks plus on, on CPR's Freestyle Countdown. And, sure. and that's something that uh, is commendable. And it has to do with Merck One and, of course, the talent of his wife. But there is a specific new sound coming from Miami uh, out of your studio. And, you know, th this is years, you know, of work that you've been putting in because you've been buying. I've seen all the different equipment. Uh, and different uh, computers that you've purchased over the years. And this is a good solid uh, 10 years that I can count of you trying to become a better producer. Uh, so so now that you're you're you know you're well on your way to you know being the 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 voice or, or the production company of Florida, 
um, how, how does it feel? I, I see that you're working with a lot of folks. Um, how are you handling the pressure of, you know, keeping up with quality freestyle music? Yeah, it's exciting, man. It's exciting because, you know, for many years, like you alluded to, you know, I've, I've struggled in the genre, you know, starting from the very beginning to, to where I'm at now and haven't always had success. Right. So I've been lucky to, you know, one, I think my relationship with Merck one has elevated me and us to a place where we're kind of, we're happy and we're learning right. and we're getting better and better. Um, so I, I give a lot of credit to that relationship. Um, but also, you know, I, I find a lot more joy now in working with other artists and writing for other artists and producing for other artists, mixing and mastering. There's a joy that comes out of that. Um, and I grow with that. You know, I, I grow vocally, I grow writing wise, um, teaching, mm -hmm. uh, mentoring, all those kind of things, you know, so the more relationships I have in the studio and projects that I'm working on, the better I get. So, I see a different Louis Marte than what I've seen, <laughs> you know, like, um, you're more relaxed, like you. You know where your position is, and now you can play that position without having to, um, you know, do anything other than play your position. Because you know, there's a lot of uh, what I call puffery on social media, right? Yeah. And and now you've seen that it's gotten twelve times worse. Um, yeah. You know, and and so now you're no you're no longer part of that because before you were. Uh, yeah. That's what we clashed in, in the past. Um, right. Because for me, I'm a hierarchy guy. You know what I mean? You respect the 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 business and the hierarchy. And there are many people out there that don't, you know, that that they think that as soon as they come out with a song, they're right there with the upper echelon of the business that they don't understand. It takes a lot of work to get to that point. Yeah. Um, but but now that you're set in your in your position and you're keep working your way up, because I see that you're still working. It isn't like you're you're saying, oh, you know, apology IOU came out. It was an excellent song. I arrived. Yeah, yeah I arrived. And now you can sit on your laurels. Now, now you're working towards, you know, not only becoming a, a the mainstay production company out of Florida, but you're also putting out quality content. So like I said, you have a three song streak in my eyes, right? It goes from For All My Life to Apology IOU, and now um, coming soon, 100 miles per hour, which I really enjoyed. It's a, it's a different uh, type of sound for you. It's like a poppy, uh, but you still stay true to yourself uh, in the song. That's what I liked about it. Uh, so for me, it, it went back to a 90s vibe, with a 2021 twist, um, it, it does remind you of of Planet Rock, but it's not Planet Rock. And the writing and the 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 way your arrangement the arrangement goes, it just it, it gives it a great compliment. So you know, I, I really am enjoying 100 Miles Per Hour. It's like the best song I've heard in the last three months. Um, and so again, so uh, the reason for this interview is not only to to promote it and to talk about it, but also to give you your due on what you're doing now. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of hard work, man. You know, and, and you know, I've, I've wanted to always put myself in a position where I didn't have to release, you know, three or four songs in a year. Um, you know, you, you, you take your time, you spend whatever time is necessary. If it's six months, seven months, if it's a year on working on a masterpiece, you know, or, or your best work. Um, and you put that out and then you ride it as long as you can. Right. And that's, that's really what, the formula should be for artists, you know, ride that song as long as you can, um, you know, release remixes, release a music video, right. um, to do what you can to elongate that, 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 that streak of that song. Um, so I've been blessed so far to be in a position where, you know, I was able to ride out Apology IOU, you know, for about a year, um, 100 miles per hour now drops. Hopefully we'll be able to stress that out for a year. 
Um, and it gives me time to start working on the next song, right? And, and get better and better and kind of, and know that I have to keep upping the game. So if it's not a Paji IOU, it's 100 miles per hour. If it's not that, then it's, it's the next level, you know, and I can't come down um, because that's only going to ruin my brand. It's going to take away, like you said, I don't want to ruin the streak, right? So right. I, I have some work to do still. So, so you know, as, as an on-air personality and, and a radio show host, I, I always say the same thing. Um, if your song is not as good or better than the one you released before, then it's a no for me. I, I have to pass on it. And and that's me That's me actually protecting the artist, something that many artists have not understood in the last 20-something years that I, I've been on radio. Um, and so we, we're going to go back in time now and, and go back to your origins. Were you always in love with freestyle music? Um, and, and, and because that's how you entered when I got to hear you for the first time. Yeah, I think I entered into freestyle music. Well, I was doing freestyle music. Um, real quick story. My aunt used to work for Sparkle Productions Management. And they were the ones who managed Judy Torres and Suave, um, Johnny O and Cynthia back then. And I was young. I was in high school. I was 16, 17. Yes. Um, and I used to be able to go to their rehearsals. I went backstage to all their shows. I used to get snuck into clubs, you know, so with my family. So, you know, I was involved in freestyle at that level. I fell in love with it then, you know, when I was 16, 17 years old. I didn't start hitting the studio till the 90s, like 92, 91. Right. Um, and of course, you know, and that, that was with Willie Valentine um, during my stint with On2. So that was my first kind of introduction. Um, very young in the game. Didn't know harmony, didn't really know song structure. I just wanted to be famous, right? I just wanted to sing, perform, and people to see me and, and me able to get that out, right? So. I didn't spend a lot of time on understanding the music. I didn't spend time, I didn't care about what writing was or music production was or, you know, uh, being on stage and all those things that come with performing. That wasn't what I was about, you know? And so, and that reflected, you know, ultimately reflected in the music, right? So we weren't, on two was cool, but we weren't, you know, George, the George Anthony's of the world, or the Julio Menas or-, or was there, there, was, there was something. <laughs> so there's, there's this one song. Uh, there's something on Freestyle Parade by number four. An artistic yeah, report. Piano, Edwin Ramos production, uh, which which caught the ear of many because it was a different form of freestyle. And I remember the edits, um, the edited mix, which is nice. And and it was you and Henry Vargas doing this this song. And I was just listening to it a few minutes ago. Um, and I thought, man, this this was a good song. But then after that, it became hot production time. And then let's put out an album. And you guys went from putting out this beautiful song, there's something right, to putting out a whole album when there was actually nothing. You know, like not a lot of good stuff that you could remember like i can't i can't tell you 
another great on two song from the album or from anything that you guys did after. Come on, don't, don't go away. The Johnny O remake. That's your favorite, isn't it? Isn't it? Wait, wait, we haven't gotten to Cave On yet. Um, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's coming up. But that, that was that was to me, um, you know, it, it it could have been something like all the other groups that came out of New England, um, some of them had potential, but they all faded away because they had one good song and then everything else was them trying to get that production from that art, you know, that from that producer that would give them a better deal or that they didn't have to pay because back then it was different. I mean, back then studio time was a lot of money. Um, and back then, you know, investing in somebody uh, took a lot of effort, you know? So sometimes people will do that trade off where, you know, um, use my voice, put out the song, make whatever you make out of it. I just want to be famous. I just want to get girls. You know what I mean? I, I want to be on stage. That that was the, the model back then. Yeah. Uh, was it was it the correct model? No, you know, but it's it's because you're growing up. We were in our 20s back then. Now we're not. So yeah. it's yeah, just a different re re reflection or, or reflecting back. Um, but uh, what is your relationship right now with Henry Vargas? Or, or And how did you end up leaving the Antu uh, project, the, the group? Yeah, I mean, my relationship is fine. I mean, we talk, you know, we, we've had some brief conversations about doing some new music together. Um, but, you know, it's just haven't panned out, you know, due to schedules and time. But I don't know that it will. You know, like I said, I'm very careful mm -hmm. and protective of my brand. So I just want to make sure that, you know, it's something that makes sense. So you may not get an onto new single. I don't know. Well, it's um, funny because you have, a, you have a, a, a Planet song and he has a Planet song. So I thought that maybe... You guys would do a planet song together. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and yeah, no, <laughs> no more plan, no more planet song. No more Yeah, I got grilled about that uh, in my writing, so I, I changed that. Mm -hmm. And that actually, my planet song was Jupiter Love, and that was actually an EDM song. Right. Um, but yeah, so our relationship is cool. Um, I think uh, we split up, uh, not on bad terms. I think we just the timing. I think I think at that point I was moving away from freestyle. Um, I moved on to kind of pop in my group, Strange Ways. Um, and I'm not sure what he did, but I think he was more on the business side, um, coming off of uh, the production company that he had with Willie and Ray. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, that, that was cool. I do want to go back and just mention two things. I, I guess the two good things that I got out of that period of time, you know, the onto um, and there's something and all that kind of stuff. One is um, it was learning for me. You know, I had a chance to kind of work with Willie you know, in the studio, understand the board, how things work. Um, there were times that he was just tired. He left me and Pose in the studio. We would just yeah. write and record stuff. So, and then the second biggest thing, and, and it goes back to what I just mentioned about Pose, is that back then we were all a family. It was there was nothing but love back then. You know, we all did our shows together, mm -hmm. vocal image, um, myself, Lorenzo. Um, I mean, we we were we were a family, man. You know, and and yeah. it, it was it was beautiful back then. It was so good, you know, so much love. And respect and support for each other, um, and that's the one thing that I'm I'm grateful that I experienced, and it makes me sad that we don't have that now. Yeah, and that's that's the reason why I fight so much because I remember how good it was when it wasn't a social media thing when we actually supported each other. And if you got a, a gig, and you got paid for that gig, we congratulated you. We actually showed up to support you. Yeah. Um, and and when you won, we all won because you're part of our team. Um, and I don't see that, you know, when we made money, um, you know, we found a way to help you make money. Uh, and, and it wasn't necessarily, you're going to get a royalty check because you were on, on two, but Hey, let's, let's go and, and call hot productions. Tell them to send us a bunch of CDs. We yeah. pay, we pay so $5. We, them, yeah. them. 
we, we pay five dollars for them and then we'll sell them for 15 at the at the festival and we make our money that way or we'll, we'll go to kinko's and we'll we'll make the, the posters and you know sign them sell them for five bucks or you know some people give away more than they made but that's because they wanted that fandom and people yeah. did it the right way and i don't i don't think anyone regrets how they did things back then it's just now what what bothers me is that they're all rewriting history you know and i always try to keep people um you know in, in on earth you know not not yeah. in, in jupiter or or pluto <laughs> i like to keep them here because I, I want them to understand like i've been through all the phases and i know what what people meant to the genre at that time so that that comes to our our conflict right so you left for a while you did the strange ways thing and you came back and then you know you thought i'm here i used to do this before right and i was like no man don't worry about what you did before because that that really wasn't as significant as you think right if you were a hot productions artist you weren't really a, a, a real freestyle artist like um and and that's not a knock on anybody else in hot productions but hot productions did a lot of bad things to hurt our genre so yeah. it, it just exploited it you know so maybe on two was on a compilation right with 15 other people and they were the only good song on there all 14 other songs were terrible you know but they didn't care so you know when you come back after taking a 15 year hiatus you know, I, I wanted people to understand, like, you got to start all over again. You got to earn that one by one. And you just can't say, I was here all along. And th this is where I belong on the hierarchy, you know. Right. And so that, that's the only thing, you know, that I think we clashed on back in the day. But you came back with I'll Be, I'll Be the One in 2012. And that was that was a good song. That was solid um, from what I can remember. And then you did a, a duet with... Uh, um, and I shouldn't say duet when it's two men, right? You did a collaboration team, did, yes. a team up, right, with Gennaro. Um, but one thing that I will say about Gennaro and yourself, um, and and I'll let you speak in a moment because I, I have all these thoughts in my head that I want to get out, right? And yeah. that is, is that in a group, um, he was in the group Pain, you were in the group On Two. In the group, there there are members of the group, and and I always use a pro wrestling term, right? There's a Shawn Michaels, and then there's a Marty Jannetty, right? And yeah, you, right. two, you two were seen as the Marty Janettis, the ones that you know were not going to make it as far as your other partners. And now here we are in 2021, and you guys are no longer you know in that shadow. You guys have surpassed that. You guys yeah, can't be. Yeah. You guys can't be called Marty Janettis anymore. You guys earned your way to being your own individual artist, and that's all I've ever wanted for Gennaro and yourself. For, for you to reach that 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 echelon where you don't have to fight on social media, you know, for people's opinions. Now you earned it because people are listening to what you're putting out. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's a cool way of putting it. I didn't even think about that. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's a good way of, of thinking about it. So you want to talk about Kayvon for about two seconds? <laughs> I don't know who that is. I don't know what you're talking about. Move on. So Kayvon was your alter ego, right? That was, but again, back in the day, um, it, you know, when Hot Productions was giving out money, right? Um, we will find a way to make that revenue. So you have another, you have another song, right? If you have another song, you you can continue to say, "Hey, I'm on this compilation." You could point it out. You know, you could probably sell it to somebody. And so I understand why you did it, but you you did this uh, remake of Johnny O's "Don't Go Away." Um, in hindsight, why why, why we got to talk about this, man? No, it's always brief. In, in hindsight, you know, is that, do you regret that or are you, are you, is that part of your learning experience? 
uh, Willie made me do that. <laughs> uh, so it goes back to, I mean, it's there, Willie's were, there were there were male artists making pretend they were female artists in songs. You know, they would speed up their voice. Um, there were times where people would find cassettes of demos and they would send it out to hot production so they could get that cheddar. You know, bro, it's, it's, I it's, got stories, bro. I used to basically sleep over on Willie's house. Me and Philip, <laughs> Philip Anthony. I got stories. So yeah, yeah. They, they, I'm not the only one. There are a ton of us who were, who were doing alter ego stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was really it was really a hot production thing. It was getting on more compilations. Mm -hmm. um, again, you know, there was, there was there was Tommy Dick, Alpheus, Paulina. There was a bit, like <laughs> some really like who is that? What is yeah. that? You know, um, Adelphia and just some really crazy stuff. But then. Out of those compilations came Olga Rivera and Alicia Masonette, uh, AM. And you're like, man, these are wonderful, you know? So yeah. sometimes you got a gem, you know? And uh, yeah, absolutely. So it was fun, man. It, it was fun. I mean, as an artist, you didn't get it, you know, to have an opportunity to just record music. You know, back then I had a, basically a deal with Willie. You know, I didn't, I didn't really pay for studio time. So yeah. we would just be in there just recording songs for the heck of it. So right. it was fun, yeah. man. It, it was, your, your Kayvon catalog reads, Don't Go Away, <laughs> you'll, you'll Need Another, and Fatal Dreams. What titles we came up with back then, huh? <laughs> yeah. I, Fatal I, Dreams I, is actually my favorite. Out of those three you mentioned, Fatal yeah. Dreams is my favorite. That's yeah, my one. I, 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 I had a song on uh, Willie's compilation that never came out. It's called Erections of the Heart, and it never oh came God. out. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, but again, uh, in, uh, in the early... Uh, 2010s, you 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 return with "I'll Be the One" in my heart. Um, I, those experiences were good for you, right? Yeah, they were good. I mean, it was like you said, it was a comeback. You know, come, kind of coming back to freestyle. Um, I had an opportunity to work with Angel Mena on NSR. It was his first uh, compilation um, project, so I was on volume one, two, and three, I believe. Um, so that was a great experience. I'm very grateful to Angel for that. Um, helping me get there. I think I was working with Phase Productions. Phase yeah. One Phase was one, my producer. Yeah. Um, again, he's another story, just like Merc One kind of got him out of what he was doing and get him back into freestyle. And now he's gone again, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, so it, it was those were I consider good records, but like you alluded to, I kind of came back in the game with a chip on my shoulder, right? So it, it was kind of look, I remember I never, really, I never really left. Don't you know who I am? No, my, you know, my favorite was when, um, if I can say these things, my favorite was when you challenged a few people to vocal contests. <laughs> that was like, wow, you know. Uh, it was like, yeah, I'll right. battle you with a piece of chicken in my mouth. That was one response. I remember that. But you know, and I'm glad that we can have this conversation and laugh about it because I don't see you I don't see you that way. You know what I mean? I see you in a different manner. And we we've mended our fence uh over almost a year ago. And um, you know, I'm glad that we did. And Gino Caparelli, it was a uh, was instrumental in that as well, um, and just having us have conversation. Um, and I have listened to your podcast, um, the podcast that you have on, on iTunes and, and social media, um, musically cool. speaking. Uh, sometimes I yell at the 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 episode, I'm like, "What are you talking about? No way!" You know. But <laughs> I enjoy that. But I, I guess um, you know I appreciate the fact that you're trying to do various things and and you know trying to um, make things better. You know, not only for yourself but giving your opinion. Um, and trying to have a, a good conversation. That's one thing that I can say. You know, you have a good conversation. Some people yeah. can't, can't carry two sentences. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, out of the um, projects that you've done so far, 
uh, I'll be the one in my heart, the light, um, apology I owe you 100 miles per hour. Like, do you do you have a favorite? Um, no, I probably don't. Um, I think I fall in love with each one that I do after, after the next um, because I know how much work I put in and what I've changed and you know, how I've grown. So um, each project I fall in love with. So, you know, I, I don't think I have any. They're all my favorites. Um, you came up with an album called Legacy. Um, yep. and you were selling CD copies and, and you know, just, it's on, on digital media. Um, when you put out that album, um, what is your reaction to the reaction you got for that album? Um, the intent for the album was really, and that's why I call it Legacy. Um, again, I think I put it out with a little chip on my shoulder. It was like, you know, hey, these are all the songs that I've done so, so far. Um, I even went back and re-recorded those favorites you talked about. Right. Don't Let Love Die, um, uh, You Need Another, right. and Fatal Dreams. Um, didn't do a great job at that, but I redid those. And I think that was just my way. Honestly, that album was my way of cleansing myself from those songs. Like, this is what I was. This is who I was. This was my legacy. Put that to the side. And now I'm rebuilding brand new. And that's really what that album meant to me. Um, one thing that I have from that album, if I may, is this note you sent me with your CD. And um, it takes a it takes a it takes a man to actually like write their their feelings down on a piece of paper, um, you know. And and it, can I read it if if I may? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It, it says CPR. Uh, Thanks for your support through the years. This project was somewhat inspired by one of our talks. Thanks, bro, uh, Louis Marte. So which which talk was that? Do you remember? <laughs> I, don't I, don't, I don't I don't remember, but I know when I you say when you say talk, you mean arguing on social media? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, I kept this. I, I I kept this because of the fact that um, these are the things that matter to me. Um, you know, somebody that proved me wrong um, and somebody that, you know, I gave a hard time to because, you know, all I've ever wanted was the best for the artists that I give a hard time to. And is it because I sit at home and I'm like, how do I mess with Louis Marte today? You know, it's like, there's something there. I can't continue to tell them that there's something there. All I can tell them is that, you know, you gotta keep working at it. Um, yeah. And again, like I said, the three song streak for me, for all my life, Apology IOU, which I can play over and over again, and now 100 miles per hour. So I'm glad that you are where you are. And I hope that now, you know, like song choice, and you sit back and you're like, well, I earn, I'm earning things little by little to the right. point where you're working with uh, top notch, top tier talent. Um, would you like to discuss that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I said, one of the biggest joys I get out of what I do now is working with other artists. And, you know, I've had an opportunity now to work with a couple of icons in the business who I look up to, you know, always. And we're talking about, you know, the Carlos Berrioses of the world. Andy Panda, who is an amazing, amazing writer, mm -hmm. um, who, I, I, you know, he lives not about an hour from me and he's been in my studio and we work together on writing new songs. So um, I'm excited to have that opportunity. Um, and of course, now, um, you know, working with actual, uh, you know, K7 and, and, and AB, um, you know, there's it's no uh, secret that, you know, AB Cruz is a very important person in my life. You know, we've, we're, we're more than friends. You know, we're almost and I know I know we throw around this word brother a lot, but him and yeah. I have been through a lot together um, and we've been friends for 20 plus years. So, you know, of course, when he got reunited with Kay, um, I've had many conversations, you know, in, in the back end with AB about it 
and with Kate separately. You know, I've, I've always wanted them to get together and kind of, because I know how they felt about each other. So when AB, you know, it was a no-brainer for me when AB came to me and said, hey, you know, would you like to be involved in this project? Hey, hell yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Kay, the funny thing about Kay is I didn't have a real tight relationship with Kay yet. Mm -hmm. um, he basically, for the past month, he's put me through the ringer. So what he's done is he sent me instrumentals. He said, hey, let me see what you can do with this. Hey, this is instrumental. I couldn't write to it. Let me see what you can do with this. And so I've been put to the test with Kay. And it looks like, you know, at this point, I've gained his trust, right? So I've written a couple of songs for him. I've written a couple of songs for AB and for Actual. Um, and they seem very happy. So I'm really excited about this new relationship I've built with both of them. And I'm super excited to be involved in their new music that's coming out. It's it's amazing, man. I, I, I Of course, I can't, you know, talk details, but I'm sure you know. You talk to Kay all the time. Right. So we've been on separate fences here, you know, um, because you were um, on AB side of, of, of things that we've had. This is where other part of the heat of conversation comes from, right? And then I was on Kay's side of things, and now we don't have to worry about that either, right? Like, <laughs> right. We, we can we can live in, in in harmony because they've mended their fences as we have done ourselves. But I, I it brought me back to all the conversations we've had in regards to the the TKA moniker and yeah, the group brand. and everything. Yeah, yeah. But uh, actual is a is a different beast. Um, it's going to be an excellent project uh, when it comes uh, to the fans' ears. Um, I know a lot of people have been saying coming soon, coming soon, coming soon, but these men are actually doing it. Um, and and it is coming soon. Um, now, you have seen a lot of the things that go on on social media. Um, and so I see some of your posts. Um, um, what do you think needs to happen now? Um, because you were part of it at one time and now you, you've seen the air of your ways and now you're sitting back and it's like, all right, let's get back to work. Um, what do you what do you think has to happen now for everything to to settle and refocus on making good quality freestyle content? Yeah, I mean, sadly, I don't know the answer to that. I mean, all, all I've learned from it is that you know I need to protect my brand. I need to protect what I do. You know, if I get involved in that stuff, then that hurts my ability to work with artists like Actual, right? They're, they're not right. going to mess with me if I'm in, if I'm involved in mess. Mm -hmm. So you know, that's kind of how I've approached it. You know. Do I have opinions? Hell yeah. Do do I struggle with wanting to post something because someone says something crazy and maybe I post it and delete it real quick? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm human, right? So we we all we all have egos. We all have things that brush us the wrong way, and it's just about remembering the end game, remembering that you know what I need, where my future goes, and who I'm gonna hurt or who I'm going to alienate if I do something that's that's crazy, right? So that's yeah. really the play. I'm more in a business mindset, brand protection. Um, and I wish that more artists would focus on their music. You know, I did, I did, I did put out a post a couple of days ago saying that, you know, the music should always speak for you, always. Um, and I, I think I'm doing that, right? I think I'm doing that. And I think if artists would, kind of follow suit and just shut up, stay away from the lives that are make no sense unless you're promoting something right. and just focus on music, focus on music and let that be the, uh, you know, be the conversation piece. I, that's excellent. And you, you stated that you didn't know, but that that's great advice. Um, and I wish for folks to take it because you've been on both ends. Um, you've been an antagonist and a protagonist yeah, absolutely. And, and it hasn't, uh, it didn't work that, that way. So have I, you know, um, I've, I've tried to calm myself down too, um, even though I, you know, sometimes I just can't help myself. Every um, human, bro. <laughs> you know, and, and that's and that's because I love 
and you love, I love this business. And I, I've been here and I hate when people say that, right? I've been here doing this, but I've actually been doing this every week of my life since 1992. Um, and, and I've never stopped doing it, um, especially in my area. And, and, you know, when I see people coming back or, or saying stuff that they shouldn't, or, or, or like, you know, checking out the wizard, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And, and giving yeah. them secrets. It, it bothers me because, you, you know, people are like, oh, see, uh, freestyle's not a, a genre. Of course we are a genre. You have many people listen to freestyle that you don't know about? Uh, you know how many young adults are into freestyle that you don't know about? I know about because they're here. You know, I put on family shows where you see the grandmother, the daughter, and then the daughter's children all come as a family to listen to freestyle, and they all know the words. You know, and so there's an opportunity for us to capitalize on that. Yeah. Um, and speaking about capitalizing, um, you're working with Actual, you're working with Merc One. Um, you you have this catalog of, of music that you've put on your legacy album. Um, are you building a new catalog for a, a new album? Yeah, I mean, actually, what, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm working on a pop album, actually. Um, with Merc One uh, and a couple of other produce, new producers and, and my writing team. Um, you know, I come from, I started out in freestyle, obviously, right? That's my that's not my number one passion and that's why I always come back to it. Right. Um, but I, I do, my style, um, kind of what I grew up in is, is pop music and it's reflected in my writings, reflected in the songs that I put out, um, that that's kind of where my heart is at, right? So my what I'm trying to do is, to fuse the two um, in a way that that hopefully allows us to not only get played on, you know, on freestyle radio shows, but make commercial radio mm -hmm. or make pop radio. We can all dream, right? That That's really what you know, my, my dream is, right. but it's my passion. So, you know, my next project um, after after 100 miles per hour is I'm working on a pop album, a full album, um, almost strange ways type styles, to, you know, right. Actually, boys in sync, like when I don't talk about big pop like that. Right. Uh, so I'm working on that. So I'm excited about that. Um, but at the same time, you know, I'm working with a ton of other artists. So I'm working with Antonio Mercado. I'm working with Touch Equality. Um, working with uh, Nando, the original. You don't know him yet. Of course, AB Cruz's album. Um, and then I have a couple. I'm working on a Christian album, on another pop up from another artist. So I'm kind of all over the place working. Yeah, keep busy, keep busy. Um, and so you know, again, when when you stop, um, when you got your first experience with freestyle before you returned in in the early 2000s, uh, you transferred over to pop music and you had success. I mean, you were on Disney tours, um, and and you were on TV. I, I've seen you on the Disney Channel. I'm like, is yeah. that Lewis? That's Lewis. <laughs> You know, uh, with the strange waist jackets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, those were good days. Yeah, yeah. So you know, had some relative success, like you said. We toured with Enrique Iglesias. We were the opening act for 98 Degrees for a little bit on their tour. Um, so I got a taste of it, right? And I was excited about it. It was it was a big, um, a big high in my career. Um, but you know, I'm back to where I love, right? And freestyle music is always going to be my first love, and I'm always going to come back to freestyle music. Um, and I'm going to um, do my best to give my supporters um, what, you know, good music, what they deserve. So I will never leave freestyle. I'm going to continue. Hopefully, you know, I want to be a pillar at some point that other young artists can stand on. You know, that if I can leave a legacy or help another young artist 
develop in, into this genre, then yo, I'm I'm all down for that. I'm and every people like me are looking for opportunities like that for young artists to kind of cultivate and build them up. So Good. You know, we we make fun like you know like like Rick and Touch for example. You know, they have a lot lot of learning to go right. They have there's a lot more time, more a lot more development, but they have that 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 sparkle in the back of their eye that they're excited about doing this stuff. You know, if I can find more artists like that, mm -hmm. um, you know, with you know with a ton more talent or a ton more uh, you know, experience, then, then all the better, you know what I'm saying? For, for the genre. So what I, I will tell the artists as, as a radio host, um, a radio show host is that you will never have to come to me with your song. If I, if it's good, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. if, if it is that, if it hits my ear and I'm like, wow, I got to play this because I will nice. buy it and I will play it. You don't, you yeah. never have to worry about that. So, you know, if, if not for the ones that submit the music to me, um, and we can touch with one of them. If I don't play you, um, don't worry when, you come up with that song that is undeniable, just like Lewis Martin has done. You and know. you mentioned about Joey, right? Joey just recently did a new single. Joey? Uh, Joey T? Joey T, yes. So Joseph Stubb, um, I've never uh, gotten behind any of his music except the the uh, duo song that he did with Ricardo Vasquez. And now for the first time in a long time, I would say in about 15 years, I'm gonna actually spin a Joseph Stubb song, um, and it, it could be the fact that he connected with you, and you know the the Merc One and and the Louis Marte magic, and uh, but the song sounded very well. The the club mix is is solid. Um, his vocal sounds sounds good. It sounds like a freestyle song that you would purchase from Metropolitan. You know what I mean? Like back. Yeah, yeah. So you know, congratulations to him. Um, and I want to see more of that, you know, and, and Recon Touch, I see that they have a lot of passion. Um, they have concepts that they want to explore. I saw they explored loss on their last song yeah. and they dedicated to the people that they've lost and they want people to dedicate it to who they lost. So I, that's great concepts. And, you know, they just got to keep building on that. Yeah, for um, sure. So right now what we're going to do is we're going to uh, debut your song, 100 Miles Per Hour, the, the club mix, track number six. But when is... Um, the song uh, being released? Uh, it's being released, uh, I think today, uh, depending on when this airs, I believe it's gonna be today, and um, uh, the 30th, uh, and it'll be available on all digital media, as well as on my website, you can order CDs and vinyl as well. Um, and uh, I think the track you're gonna play is number six, that's the Freestyle on i4 remix, right? Is that the Freestyle I, version? Yes, what, what does the Freestyle on i4 mean? <laughs> I-4 is the main interstate that runs through uh, Central Florida. So from, from Jacksonville, not from Jacksonville, from um, Daytona all the way to Tampa. And that, that's where I live. So uh, we wanted to give ode to, uh, to where, you know, where we come from. Um, so that's why it's named that. Uh, and the exciting thing about this track um, is that uh, it was originally produced by myself, uh, but then Merc One remixed it. And then we took it to Dr. Javi, who is a beast. Yes. Um, who just did a whole, took it to a whole nother level. So he did additional remixes. He did the mixing on the vocals. Um, so I'm indebted to Dr. Javi for for uh, for making this record the way it came out. Um, so I'm really excited about it. And keeping in mind that 100 Miles Per Hour originally was an acoustic record, just recorded to a guitar. Wow. Um, and then we ended up doing a bunch of, bunch of remixes. Um, and this remix that, that you're about to hear was actually the last version we did. Um, uh, Probably two weeks ago, we finished it. So super excited about it. Came out great. So right now on CPR's Clubhouse Live, we present Luis Marte, 100 miles per hour.
CPR's Clubhouse Live, and we're with Louis Marte. It's his brand new song, 100 Miles Per Hour. And uh, great debut. Uh, we're going to bring uh, Louis Marte back with us right here on CPR's Clubhouse Live. And uh, that's a great song. Uh, that's a solid, solid song right there. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I always do this when I bring a, a guest back. I don't unmute them. There Thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. We appreciate it. <laughs> um, so again, we're going to have the link in the description of the podcast and also the YouTube video. So you can just link to it and just get to the uh, place you need to go to to download the song or stream it or purchase it. Uh, we'll also have um, a link to uh, the purchase of the vinyl and the CD copies. Um, that's always good. I love physical media. Yeah. Um, and I know there's a lot of collectors out there, especially in freestyle, who like to collect the physical media. Yep. Yeah. And if I, if I didn't do vinyl, I would have had a lot of angry people knocking on my door. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was I was having this debate a few times this week in regards to why do you have to own it? Right. And what people don't understand is when you stream something or you download something, you really don't own it. You know, it's not in your hand. Um, yep. You know, if, if you stream it, um, you can lose that stream if you don't download it. You know, a, a lot of freestyle people have noticed that last year there was at least three artists that demanded that their music be pulled from uh, streaming services. So people purchased the the song, they never downloaded it, they got rid of it, they could never get it back. Um, and so that's the reason why I like physical media. Yeah, yeah, me too. Well, Louis Marte, do you have any uh, special thanks that you would like to give anyone? Um, you can go back to 1990s or you can go as far as 2012 or just recent, uh, but who do you who do you think? Well, I'll start with thanking you for the invite, uh, for the opportunity. You and I have come a very long way. Yes, um, thankfully. Uh, yeah, we have many years of history. Um, and uh, and just going back, I guess there's one person I want to thank uh, is and it's Willie Valentine for really uh, introducing me to the game, opening up his door, um, and allowing me to grow. Uh, so big shout out to Willie Valentine for the start. Um, of course, I want to just thank my team. You know, Merck One. Uh, his wife, his talented wife, Marilyn Torres, um, Dr. Javi for participating on this record. And, you know, a big shout out to all my, my counterparts, those those people who are, you know, trying to up the game, up the level of, of our genre and trying to make quality music, you know, big, big salute to you guys, um, you know, who you are. And, uh, you know, thank my wife for putting up with me, allowing me to take over a room in, in, the, in the house for the studio and have me have people come up to record. Uh, so that takes a lot of patience and I'm grateful to her for that. Um, and of course, to all my supporters, I don't call them fans. They're really supporters, my backbone, those uh, who, who fight for me, who promote, who, uh, who share my post, um, and who, uh, who are very supportive of everything that we've been doing. Um, I'm very grateful that I found a partner like DJ Merc One. Um, I'm grateful that we are building our position. Uh, we, yes, we do want to be the premier go-to place in Florida for music production for freestyle. Um, and we're just trying to qualify that with every release that we do. So that, that's really what we're doing. Um, so hopefully you find it uh, beneficial for you to come our way um, or just give me a shout. You know, if you want to get anything related to my music, CDs, uh, digital, know more about me, lewismartinmusic.com, uh, you can get everything there. So again, uh, CPR, I appreciate the, uh, the opportunity. Yeah, there's one thing that you haven't done yet, and that's come to New England to perform. And I can't wait to give you that opportunity. I'm I know down, that. Down. Uh, you wanted that opportunity, um, but there's only one caveat. You got to bring Marilyn Torres and DJ Merck Wong with you. You got it. Done deal. 
All right, once again, that's Luis Marte right here on CPR's Clubhouse Live. Thank you so much. Good luck with 100 miles per hour. Check out the links below uh, so you can uh, purchase your copy. Talk no to doubt. you soon, Luis. Peace.